0: Hello, subscribers. This is Joan DeMartin, author of The Poverty Trap Why the Poor Stay Poor in America. The title of today's post is A Roundup of Positive News, Part Two The Booming Economy and Its Crucial Overlap with Environmental Progress. First, here's to a happy and healthy new year to you and yours. Thanks so much for your support, and I hope you continue to enjoy the Poverty Trap in 2024. As you know, this post goes out to both free and paid subscribers, but if you're not already a paid subscriber and value this effort and our growing community, please consider upgrading to a paid membership. By the way, our annual sale continues through January 14th, 2024, See details at the end of this post. I'm starting with a quote from James Carville. It's the economy, stupid. And he said that, allegedly, um, when he was the campaign advisor for president, then candidate, Bill Clinton, and he said it sometime in 1992 at the candidate's Arkansas campaign office. Good news, the economy is recovering much more quickly than predicted even a year ago. Inflation is down, unemployment is down, and productivity and wages are up. And steady but perhaps slower economic growth, with declining interest rates, inflation, and unemployment numbers, are predicted for 2024. The following two charts from the Bureau of Labor Statistics show how the U.S. economy, has improved considerably in the last several years. The first chart is uh, shows real GDP growth, both actual and expected. And the second chart shows the unemployment rate and inflation rate from 2021 through, uh, looks like, uh, November of 2023. And again, they're both from... The uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. What is equally important as our rapidly improving economy is the overlap between these economic indicators and the positive environmental news that I wrote about in my last post. It's almost suspicious, isn't it, how purposeful government and private sector investments in clean energy, blocking incentives for fossil fuel extraction and use, and reining in pollution directly lead to improvements in both our economy and environment. But rather than rely on suspicion or my intuition, I've curated a few articles described below that explain our improving economic indicators and how our growing economy overlaps with the positive environmental news of the past year. I realize that it doesn't take a Nobel Prize-winning economist to see the link between dollar investments in new energy sectors and the creation of new jobs, for example. But with a presidential election looming and rampant disinformation crowding out brain space, it's helpful to see both the facts about the economy and the investments in products and people that help create these facts. First up is an article from U.S. News & World Report stating that consumer sentiment soared at the end of 2023, resulting in increased holiday spending and a boost for retailers and the overall economy. Quote from that U.S. News & World Report article, the final reading of the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey for 2023 amounts to a Christmas card For the U.S. economy, the university's Consumer Sentiment Index soared 14% in December, even better than the earlier estimate a couple of weeks ago, as consumers reacted to the latest data on inflation that shows it making substantial progress toward the Federal Reserve's 2% annual target, end quote. Here's a brief explanation from Britannica Money about what consumer confidence means and how it impacts the economy. Quote During an economic expansion, consumer confidence is usually high. Consumers, accordingly, tend to spend more than they do at other times, especially for bigger ticket items and durable, durable goods like automobiles and household appliances. The increase in consumer spending, in turn, helps the economy sustain its expansion. End quote. This Washington Post article touts the surge in consumer spending in the third and fourth quarters of 2023, which is both a testament to and a bolster of a strong overall economy. Quote, U.S. retail sales between November 1st and December 24th were up 3.1 percent compared with the same period a year before, according to MasterCard Spending Pulse, which measures sales in-store and online across various forms of payment. Online shopping accounted for a large share of the increase, rising 6.3% compared with a 2.2% jump for in-person shopping. Apparel sales rose 2.4%, plus strong demand for in-person dining powered a 7.8% jump in restaurant spending. End quote. But the overall expanding economy doesn't usually trickle down to those living paycheck to paycheck. And at least some of the spenders that are jump-starting the economy have accumulated massive credit card debt. Both of those uh, factors don't particularly help the economy, I guess, in the long run. This piece from NPR provides good news for lower-wage workers the minimum wage went up in 22 states starting January 1, 2024. It's certainly about time that state, cities, and local governments have taken the initiative since the federal minimum wage has remained the same since 2009 at $7.25 an hour. But the cost of living has skyrocketed in those last 14-plus years. Quote, These increases will affect an estimated 9.9 million workers, according to the Economic Policy Institute, which estimates that those bumped wages will add up to an additional $6.95 billion in pay. In addition to those 22 states, 38 cities and counties will also increase their minimum wages above state minimums on January 1st, According to the Department of Labor, 20 states will remain at the federal minimum wage of $7.25 an hour, end quote. Can you imagine the extra money in the pockets of people living on minimum wage and paycheck to paycheck if those remaining states would just increase the minimum wage? Or if the federal government uh, increased the minimum wage? Here is a map from the Economic Policy Institute, frequently cited in the MPR piece above, which highlights the 22 states. You can read the full article with explanation and hover over map here. Again, it's not the work of a brilliant mind necessarily to see the overlap between the investments that create an overall robust economy and those same investments helping to curb climate change and protect our environment from further destruction. But it doesn't hurt to remind those who vote about the direct connection. One of the most important investments is the Inflation Reduction Act, signed into law by President Biden on August 16, 2022. This law allocated $391 billion to environmental improvements, specifically to support clean energy and address climate change including 8.8 billion dollars in rebates for home energy efficiency and electrification projects. You can read the details here in a handbook published by the White House and updated in September of 2023. The act includes billions of dollars in grants to both federal agencies and local governments and organizations to help stem climate change through investments in renewable energy, which also creates new jobs and transitions workers who lost jobs in the manufacturing sector, and other incentives to transition from fossil fuels. The Department of Energy released a comprehensive report in August 2023 that detailed the significant impacts of both the Inflation Reduction Act and the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law on the U.S. energy economy and emissions reductions. You can read the full report here. Quote, The Inflation Reduction Act and Bipartisan Infrastructure Law are poised to save American families $27 billion, to 38 billion dollars on their electricity bills from 2022 to 2030 relative to neither of those bills being passed American businesses are also projected to save on their electricity bills with a 13 to 15.15 percent reduction in commercial electricity spending between 2022 and 2030 electricity rates across sectors decline 8 to 9% during this period these factors combine to increase disposable income for american families and businesses so you see this investment by the government and the private sector puts money directly into the pockets of american families and businesses I understand that the current economy is not doing well for everyone. The millions of people estimated to be living paycheck to paycheck can take little comfort in investments in electric cars and renewable energy and the recent holiday spending spree when the price of food and consumer goods continued to go up, albeit a bit more slowly. But these government and private sector investments will continue to improve our lives in both the short and long term if we understand the effort being made and have patience to see them through. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this second round of positive news as we start the new year. Do you feel the improvements in the economy yet? What is your take on the investments in infrastructure, renewable energy, energy, and our larger environment? Please leave your thoughts in the comment section below. I'd love to hear what you have to say. And let's not forget that New Year's sale. From today through Sunday, January 14th, 2024, I'm offering a 20% discount for all new yearly subscribers, including founding member subscribers. That means for $40 or $80 for a founding member, you can support the poverty trap for a full year and receive compelling analysis of the politics and policy choices affecting poverty issues in the United States. You will receive a full post with audio and sometimes video each week plus an extra post or two each month with a roundup of positive news and recommended readings. 2024 will be a big year so start it right and sign up now. As always, The Poverty Trap, Why the Poor Stay Poor in America is a reader-supported publication. To receive new posts and support my work, consider becoming a free or paid subscriber. And also, as always, thanks for reading and listening to The Poverty Trap. See you next time.